girls on my bike Man, I never felt so alive Screaming pig suey at the top of our lungs Man, I never had this much fun But then she reached around and put her hand on my thigh I was in heaven and I closed my eyes Next thing I knew I wound up in a ditch Oh man, I should have never messed with this Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, along with Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum, Todd Neal running the boards for us. We were brought in yesterday when I hosted with Haven Harrington to this Bobby Petrino song from every single break. So we obviously have the big news since we last joined you last Sunday. Bobby Petrino is once again the head coach of our Louisville Cardinals. This is I predicted early in the year. Which I'm fine with. I love it. I think Bobby Petrino on the field, it's perfect timing. All things being equal, if I have my choice between Charlie Strong or Bobby Petrino, I I still think I'd rather have Charlie Strong stick around. I disagree. You think it's better that we have Bobby Petrino? Charlie Strong, Bobby Petrino, I pick Bobby Petrino without a second thought. Why? I I think he's an amazing coach. Now, I mean, off the field, yes, he's been scrutinized a lot, but I think no one can deny... His skill as an offensive-minded coach, he puts points on the board. He has led us, you know, he led us to the Orange Bowl, which is something Charlie Strong was not even capable of getting us close to. So um, no knock against Charlie Strong. I definitely still like him, um, think he's a good coach, but I pick Bobby Petrino every day. Wow. Well, it's my, it's my kind of mentioned it on the show yesterday, but I'm not surprised by the hire at all. No. Any other coach they would have picked, I think it was a smart business move for Jim uh, for Jurich. If they'd have picked any other coach, it'd have been just nothing but another stepping stone for that coach. Because this would probably most likely have been their first job, other you know coming for a, a lesser program. It's a stepping stone school, man. You got Petrino locked in for seven years. Yes, Seriously? you got somebody who's going to try to build a program. <laughs> Here we go again. It's not uh, Louisville doesn't have a history. In okay, Louisville. well, Louisville's no one's claiming Louisville that Louisville's Alabama saying. or Texas. So I, I don't know why fans. Yeah, are like, so why do you keep? Uproar. Why do you keep? Why do you keep coming back to that? Like no one said we but, are uh, Alabama or we are Texas but my point or Florida is, or the U for that matter. We're saying that we're building a, a history of football, something that Kentucky is not doing, probably will never do. But what we're saying is. We should have a coach that would want to stay here. And that's what and we're my, working my, on. And so my, and my no point one asked is, you what your point is. My point is that that's the only coach that you could have hired that was going to stay. That's my point. No, I agree. There was no Great other coach hire. you could have hired. Okay, it's a two to you, three years. you could say that and be done with your point. But you have to continue and say, <laughs> but Louisville is not a destination school. And blah, blah, blah. I'm just it's speaking, a stepping it's just, stone. Speaking we don't, the facts. Mm, I mean, we're speaking jaded, wildcat opinionation. I mean, even Vance Vance Bedford, that would have been a that would have been a stepping stone school a stepping stone job for him if he would have got the position. Well, I think at the end of the day, us going into the ACC, we we cannot uh, really deal with a lapse. We can't go back to the see Cragthorpe years. Like that's something that we can't do as a school as a program right now. So we needed somebody proven as a as a good coach. So here we are. I want to know something. I got a question. Who is today's show brought to us by? Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice, 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 not oh, Julius Randle. Okay, just no, no. checking on that. You know, we got the big Great win yesterday. There, but yeah, yeah, I mean, big Kentucky. win against Vanderbilt. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I like Ashley's Such got fire today. Ashley's bringing that's rivalry right there. 
such competition. Just like Memphis and Louisville's a, a, a rivalry, you know. It's not really for, a for rivalry. Many, it is. It is not. Come on, you don't remember Elliott Pel- at Memphis State with Elliott Perry and the First goggles of back all, in the day? You're a Kentucky fan. How are you going to tell us who our rival is? Hey, Memphis State is one, Metro. I don't know if you. We have a long history. You're too young Memphis. to remember this though, but the uh, the Metro Conference Seriously? back in the day. <laughs> The Metro Conference was the premier conference that Louisville was a part of oh, back gosh. in the uh, mid-80s. This Memphis is going to be a long day, Kelly. Weekend Sports Buzz <laughs> is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Brandon allows us to be on the air every Saturday from 9 to 11 and every Sunday from 10 until noon. We want to thank Brandon. We get, looks like we have a caller on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. I want to remind our listeners, give us a call, 384-1450. Who do we have on the line with us? How you doing this morning? Hey, Kelly. It's Mike. What's going on, man? Hey, Mike. How you doing, man? What's going on in, in your I'm world? I've only got a couple minutes because I'm getting ready to fly home from Atlanta to go check out Louisville and SMU. But uh, Derby Classic had a big weekend uh, this weekend. We extended six invitations and... Uh, we got to see some really good players and really excited. I'm traveling again next weekend, but I just want to thank you for uh, hailing my show yesterday. And uh, also want to remind our listeners that the Derby Classic is doing VIP uh, tickets this year for the first time ever, and we only got less than 60 of them left. It's been selling very fast. So if you want to get on Ticketmaster.com, a $50 ticket will get you a very VIP uh, experience with the Derby Classic. Hey, uh, Mike, it's Carlo. Tell us some of the, the names that we can see uh, coming, some of the projected names for this upcoming Derby uh, Classic. Well, we got nobody official yet, but, you know, I think we're going to have representatives of the small three schools, and uh, it should be a pretty good time with our uh, Under Armour um, affiliation. I think we're going to have some of the top Under Armour players come as well. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to say anything official yet because – Right now, I just got verbal stuff until they sign the line. But Mike, Mike it, I, it should be a really good group of players. I will ask Mike. Um, you can't really divulge exactly who's going to play in the Derby Classic this year, but looking in years past, um, I know well, that Lu- Louisville, yeah. for example, plays against SMU today, and SMU's best player was in the Derby Classic last year. Marcus Smart, LeBron Nash of Oklahoma. I mean, tell us some of the relevant names in the world of college Zeller? basketball that, that have played in the well, Derby last year, Classic. Zeller. Last year, Last year we had three uh, we had three uh, lottery picks in the NBA draft, eight draft picks overall. Um, guys like uh, Victor Oladipo and Cody Zeller and Stephen Adams; those were our lottery picks. And um, we had nine guys who were on the uh, Wooden Award watch list, which is twenty percent of the list, basically. Uh, it's you know we've always got a lot of talent, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Hey, guys, I got hey, hey Mike, one, one more right quick now. question, Mike. Do we know a location yeah. of the event yet? I know it was in New Albany last year. Was, will it be moved back to Louisville? The, the, the location of the, of the Derby Classic? Yeah, the game. We'll be at the free, at Freedom Hall. And back in Louisville. Do, uh, okay, great. Yeah, I think last year it was at Freedom Hall, but I think they had the skills competition. In oh, you're right, the skills in, in the skills Indiana. competition. So will everything be held at Freedom yeah, Hall this year? The skills competition will be at okay. Central again this I'll be there again? Okay, all right. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Yep. All right, guys. I'll talk to you all later. Thanks a lot. Once again, Mike Gandolfo, the recruiting coordinator, the guy who runs the Kentucky Derby Festival Classic. Great stuff every year. Longest all-star game in the history, you know, in the the United States. It's it's older um, than even the McDonald's, um, you know, all-star game classic, the Jordan brand classic. Kentucky Derby Festival Classic, high school basketball. I enjoy it. I went the last uh, four years. 
I, I mean, it's it's one of the one of the the key events I look forward to kick off the Derby weekend. It really is. I, I remember watching guys like Zach Randolph from years ago in the Derby Classic. I mean, there's so many names. Who was the kid? Was it Rozier? Or was it Nunes? Who's no longer? I think was it Nunes that came out with the with the uh, UK jersey, threw it on the ground, and started. Well, maybe it was Bahamut. It was Terry Rozier. Was it Rozier? Yeah. Okay. Right. I like Terry Rozier. Yeah, that, that, I thought that I was. Like uh, I thought that was. You know, kind of a little bit. Oh, he know. scored some points. Of, Come I on, thought, Carlo. I thought it was out of line. We're out gonna of line, really? Head back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We've got our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brian? Morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> I like that intro <laughs> there, Todd. Call to the post. I like that. <laughs> what's going on in hey, the world of horse all, racing today? What, what's going on with you, Brian? First of all, I want to agree with Ashley on the Bobby Petrino debate there. I, I think Bobby with the exception of Nick Saban's probably the best coach in the country as far as actual coaching and, and what he can do uh, with a program. And I couldn't be more excited. And I'll take, I'll take Petrino any day uh, over Strong. Strong did a great job. I wish him good luck. But I uh, couldn't be happier with Bobby Petrino. But the real shout-out, I want to I give props to Kelly Patrick. Uh, Kelly, that was a fantastic call you had Tuesday night. Uh, I saw it about 9 p.m. where you wrote an article for KentuckySports.co predicting yeah. not only Petrino, but uh, that Jeff Brom would take over uh, for Western Kentucky, and you were the first one by far out with that. As a matter of fact, I saw it later that night, and the next morning on a link on a CBS Sports uh, article I was reading. So congratulations there, Kelly. Great call. Um, real nice reporting. I don't know what your uh, sources are, but uh, they seem to be pretty impressive. So that was... Uh, very, very impressive. Kelly hey, the on Insider. The uh, I'm sorry? Kelly the Insider. Thank you very much, Brian. Yeah, that's fantastic. I like that. Uh, keep dropping uh, uh, stories like that, and that'll really go a long way. Uh, they, we had a uh, derby prep yesterday. Uh, the sham stakes, uh, by the time two horses scratched in a four-horse field, I felt like calling it the scam stakes. But uh, Midnight Hawk won very impressively. I don't think anybody's going to come out of that. Uh, four horse race and, and do much on the Derby Trail, but it is heating up a little bit. We, the next one is next Saturday at the fairgrounds, uh, uh, Churchill Downs own track in New Orleans. It's going to have a race. Coincidentally, their business isn't very good. They they dropped a big story that they're cutting purses. Uh, horse racing really had a bad December uh, in wagering and uh, caused for some fairly significant cuts to the uh, fairgrounds track there. So. Uh, uh, but anyhow, it is moving along. I know no one's thinking about it, but uh, those those people with the connections are certainly got their uh, uh, ears and eyes pointed towards that first Saturday in May. And there is a horse, a filly, I, I forget her name, but the first one I've seen since they've had the point system, they think they've got a good enough filly that they're going to enter her in some uh, derby preps, and uh, which is the only way a filly can get into the derby that, anymore is you've actually got to run them against the boys earlier and get the point system because uh, they don't carry over from the Oaks point system. So I like seeing that. That's the one thing about the Derby point system I don't like is uh, the exclusion of Phillies. Three Phillies have won the Derby. And, uh, uh, you know, if you look at international racing, some of the best horses each year uh, are, are mares and Phillies. So uh, that would be nice to see a Philly in the starting gate. Hey, Brian, if you don't mind, uh, you just talk, said that the wagering was down. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Kentucky General Assembly? They started meeting this week and um, expanded gambling and the impact of it on the horse racing industry and what's going to be come out of it. What was your opinion of that? That's a, that's a fantastic question. I tell you what, 
Uh, I live uh, for, in Louisville for 12 years. I live up in Dayton, just north of Dayton, Ohio now. But uh, I tell you, it, it, it saddens me greatly to see how uh, the legislator, you know, Bashir came into Kentucky, and that was his number one goal was to get expanded gambling in for the horse racing industry. And how they have never allowed the voters to vote on that is, is a complete travesty, as the rest of its bordering states have all moved. You know, in Ohio, they passed expanded gambling, and, and just literally 15 miles from my home, they're just completing Dayton Raceway. I mean, it's uh, they in Cincinnati, the old River Downs, they've completely uh, constructed all new grandstands. I mean, horse racing in the state of Ohio is going to surpass, and I never thought I would say that, it's going to surpass Kentucky's racing very soon. Kentucky is is going to it's watching a great commodity as horse racing. It's like the bourbon industry leaving Kentucky. No one would want to see that. Well, that's what's happening in the horse racing. So I'm 100 percent for it. I'd like to see the people vote on it. Uh, but uh, I think I think the people in Kentucky really ought to be screaming at their legislators to get this expanded gambling ballot in front of the people. Let the people decide it. And uh, I couldn't be more for it, but, but I, I don't hold any optimism for it. It'll get kicked out again. And, uh, that family helped whatever that name of that organization out of Lexington that, uh, you know, said it's no good for people uh, to continue to kill it. And, and those, uh, those were actually the Republican uh, legislators in eastern Kentucky just will not allow to get to the, the people and let the people decide. So I, I, I wish it would happen. It's a great question. It needs to happen. But I, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. Good stuff there, Brian. Well, you know, as as we do every week, we really appreciate the – Horse racing update. Thank you very much for your call, and we look forward hey, to... One, la- one last question sure. I want to leave everyone with. Uh, is What's taking so long to fill the defensive coordinator position? Uh, you know, Nick's, I guess we're down to Nick's, and I'm okay with that. But, uh, you know, I sure would like, you know, and I'm reading about this kid from Seneca, this defensive tackle who, who Bobby could have got in. I, we need a defensive coordinator quick, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. But, uh, you know, I, I, maybe Shannon's back on the market. He didn't get a job. But I'm really curious and, and really anxious to have that position filled so we can uh, get down to business, and that's cementing the recruiting class and looking forward. So looking forward to hear your comments on that. Great talking to everyone this morning. Thank you very Thank much, you. Brian. Thanks, Brian. Great question there about the defensive coordinator. You know, Vance Bedford technically hasn't, you know, he's listed as being an employee now of Texas. He hasn't been named the defensive coordinator of Texas. He he will. They're, they're going through some, uh, you know, specific stipulations to avoid buyouts and things like that. Who's going to be the defensive coordinator for the Louisville Cardinals? I don't know. I mean, you, you know, Brian mentioned Tyrone Nix. He's most recently been at Middle Tennessee State. I think he'd be a great candidate. I don't see what the holdup is. If Clint Hurt could be, despite his show cause, uh, promoted the defensive coordinator, I'd be fine with that. But it's really curious as to how they're going about uh, delaying naming the defensive coordinator. I, I, I don't. Uh, Brian made a good point there. I don't know exactly what's going. Well, does on. it matter? Because when Petrino <laughs> was the coach before, defense didn't matter. No, it, oh, so you just score true. points. Yeah, I mean that's not true. The defense Amobi doesn't Akoye, matter. I mean, yeah, um, Amobi Okoye doesn't got, go to. He doesn't get drafted as high as he did. And I mean, I mean that's one player. It wasn't matters. the philosophy of the whole. It, it matters matter. if you're losing recruits. You all, you were outscoring opponents, not stopping them from scoring. Yeah, that's his. That's his you philosophy. Can't, you but, can't but, have a combination. You can't do both. Johnny I mean, Patrick. I mean, you can go, go down a list of guys who are now in the NFL. Uh, Elvis Doomer. I mean, come on. All of them. I mean, that's. Let's not say he didn't produce great players. 
No, they had I'm a saying they wasn't the defense. It wasn't their strength. strength. It wasn't their strength. strength. It was but offense. Great yeah. players aren't going to the NFL just because they're great players. If they haven't produced in college, they're not even going to be up for discussion when it's time to be drafted. We're going to head, head to a break here. Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports bus. God, same song. Stay tuned. Next thing I knew, I wound up in a ditch. Oh, man, I should have never messed with this. Girl in the athletic department in the volleyball shorts. Shout out Migo, shout out Zay told me one time. Yeah. Versace, Versace, Medusa head on me like I'm Numenati. This is a gated community. Please get the fuck up the property. Rap must be changing cause I'm at the top and then no one on top of me. Just be wanting a verse for a verse, but man, that's not a swap to me. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum coming at you for another version of the Sunday edition of the Weekend Sports Buzz. 10 till noon. The the talk really is being dominated in the area right now by Bobby Petrino. Um, he was the head coach of Louisville for four years, 2002 through 2006. Had some success. You could argue brought Louisville to heights that they'd never been to. Yeah. And then he went on a, a string of the Atlanta Falcons, which ended horribly. Uh, Arkansas, which ended well, horribly. Was, was Atlanta his fault, really? He went to, to Atlanta to coach Michael Vick. <laughs> the way that, well, you could argue that it this wasn't. Way, that's really why his. he went to Atlanta, the coach but he, Michael, Michael The way Vick. that that was handled was not well. It was not handled well. He, he, he bailed well, the on way, his he, assistant well, he, coaches. Well, and, you know what? He went into a situation that wasn't what it was what it perceived when he first went into it. It doesn't matter. At the you end shouldn't of the day, bail in the middle of the season. He was bamboozled. He thought he had Michael Vick. I would have left, too. I would have left in eight games of the season. Well, Who was the quarterback? Was it? It wasn't Shab at the time. It, it was. was, it was it, no, it I wasn't. Think it was, it was Shab. Shab was gone by then. They had get, just got rid of Shab uh, to Houston at that time. Is that right? We can go back to Ashley's local single from a couple of few, a weeks ago. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and keeping your word. So if you're going to go somewhere, you're going to tough it out for a season. If it's not what you expected, you can leave after that. But don't leave in the middle of the season. No, no, no denying it. Uh, that also Bob- applies to bets, Ashley Danielle. It but does. That's another story. <laughs> it applies to everything in life. No denying it. Bobby Petrino has handled many situations poorly. No one approves of his um, horrible situation with the ex-volleyball player at Arkansas where he was had her on the payroll and, I mean, almost to the point of he gave her a bonus check and they were apparently sleeping together. He's married. Um, so, I mean, very bad situation in Arkansas, very bad situation in Atlanta. But what we know about Bobby Petrino is he can coach. He gets his guys to play, and I think that it's a, a match made in heaven in the ACC, which is, um, you know, we got a very talented roster here in Louisville, and who better to come in and coach these guys up? And Devontae Parker's senior season, Gerald Christian, Robert Clark, uh, I mean, all sorts of talent, Eli Rogers. I, it Really, you can argue it's a match made in heaven, and, and Louisville came out of the losing Charlie Strong situation, uh, bringing Bobby Petrino back in. Uh, about as good as they could have. I agree with you, 100%. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line is 384-1450. Give us a call. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We got Carolina Steve on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Carolina? <laughs> Carolina, you there? How you gentlemen and ladies doing this morning? Doing Good, great. How are you? How are you? 
just fine. Uh, before I get started, I will say I do not like to have Louisville made. I never have liked Bobby Petrino as a coach because of the way he did things and his personality, running up the score on people, uh, not being honest with his administrations, uh, going to go, and I think they could have done better. I think the best hires in college football was Penn State hiring James Franklin from Vanderbilt. Tough to argue with that. You know, James Franklin is a Pennsylvania guy. He had, I saw the stat on SportsCenter this morning where James Franklin had taken Vanderbilt to three consecutive bowls and he's won two. In the 129 years before James Franklin was there, Vanderbilt had won two bowls. So, I mean, he coached Vanderbilt up in the tough SEC. But he doesn't have any Penn State history, does he? He's from Pennsylvania. He's a, he's a good, but he didn't he's go to a great coach, and he gets the players fired up. Now, Carlo, you know what happens 42 days from today, don't you? It's Daytona 500, right? Vroom, vroom. Daytona 500. Going down, we're going to get requests. We're going to get requests put in. Carolina Steve, Kelly Patrick. Kelly probably won't be able to go. Never mind. Kelly can't go anywhere. Let's take the bus. Carlo Kellum, Carolina Steve, and maybe Ty. I'm going to try to get in on it. We're going to Daytona 500 this I, year. I've been to Daytona. I did not enjoy it. And Ashley, Ashley, you like you like NASCAR? I, I don't know. You like loud cars? I don't like. I can. Can I wear earplugs? Yeah, we, they, they have earplugs. <laughs> But, I've, I've yeah. never been to a NASCAR event. That is something I need to end up doing. Carolina, you're always telling us how great it is. Everybody who goes to one uh, really talks so we need about to get those Todd, in now, I know Kelly. you've been to some NASCAR events. I've been to several, and believe it or not, the best uh, seat is it sitting in front of the TV. Uh, Kelly, maybe we can get the Sports Buzz bus and do a live remote from uh, hey. Daytona. That sounds awesome. Yeah. What well, do you think we can pick you up, Carolina, on the way down around Knoxville or so? and. Head on down. Well, I've been following and keeping up, getting ready. And I was all smiles and happy Saturday morning when I saw the results from the uh, preseason Thunder at Daytona. My car and my driver were the fastest. Who's your the driver? Number three is back on the track with Austin, Austin Dillon, Dillon. And they were the Fastest. The grandson of the late is great. Richard Childress' grandson. Right. He's, uh, I know you were probably crying big tears when you saw it three out there, weren't you? You were a big number three fan, right? Yes, I was. Uh, it started off, I hated his guts. Why? Why? Before he got where he couldn't win Daytona, I got where I liked him. He, he actually put my favorite driver, who was from Kentucky, in the wild at Richmond, and that was Darrell Watson when he was driving for my favorite car owner, Junior Johnson. And uh, by the way, Junior Johnson makes a type of drink that comes in a mason jar, and you can buy in liquor stores, and it's legal now if you make it. It's called Mountain Moonshine. Have you ever (laughs) had any? I've had some. What it is... They put uh, fruit in it. The, the, uh, the drink itself is bad, but don't eat the fruit. It'll make you drunker than uh, drinking the, uh, the moonshine. I saw somebody talking about apple pie moonshine. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. They, they actually have apple pie moonshine in Mountain Moon. Wow. Wow. What's the, what's the best kind of moonshine you've ever had? 
about the only moonshot? Well, I've had some. I had, when I was in college, I had, uh, in the military, I had some that I put in the Coca-Cola and turned my Coca-Cola clear. Wow. Wow. When I was in and high school, I would drink Everclear a lot. In high school, that was a big, was a big thing at my school. All my friends drank MD-2020. Oh, yeah? And Night Train. Night Train. <laughs> oh, you, you gentlemen, uh, oh, like I told Kelly yesterday, I went to see my favorite basketball coach and my favorite basketball team play yesterday. How did Bellerman do? They won. They, they played a team. They had a guy who shot. He shot threes and everything. And he missed two shots from the floor. Wow. The whole night. And but I tell you what, Bellerman is I like that team. They they got a center who can uh, difference between his jump shot and his set shot's about two inches. And uh he scored twenty two points last night, eight out of eight from the free throw line, and he was one of the big differences. And they got a kid from Australia who's a freshman, by the time he's a junior or a senior, he will be an NBA-ready basketball player. He got away last night on a duck, and I swear he was way up there uh, on the pass and everything. He's got good, quick, he's quick. He's probably one of the fastest basketball players I've ever seen running up and down the court. So uh, I enjoyed it, and my record is intact, Kelly. I have never seen Coach Davenport lose a home basketball game, and this is the start of the third year. Wow. wow. So you're the good luck charm. That's why you get the good seats. Yeah, I do. Uh, they they kind of changed them around. I still would have had good seats, but my guy works with me, at, uh, Coach for Coach Davenport out at uh, Ballard. He uh, he has a season ticket. There was a seat beside him, so me and him sit there. We were on the fifty yard line, you might say, right at mid court, where we could see everything. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it and looking forward to it, and everything. And uh, oh, Carlo, uh, sometime you bring the OBW, let me know, and I'll go with you. I'm a big wrestling fan. All right, man, I'd we can we can, we can do something to wrestling. Yeah. Now that would be awesome. When are you going to be in town? They they take every. Every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday. They tape up at the the Davis uh, Center there. uh, uh, Yeah, Davis Arena right off Shepherdsville Road. Hikes Lane and Shepherdsville Road. Yeah, and I I don't know what they're going to do now. You know, they've had some great people come through there. People like the Big Show, John Cena. John Cena, Randy Orton. All the big names you see today, they most likely came through OBW territory. tomorrow's stars today. We're... Will you be? Are you in Louisville, Carolina? Excuse me. Are you in Louisville? Yes, I live right on the other side of the river. I could be anywhere in Louisville. It's us for fifteen to twenty minutes. I live in Jeffersonville. Okay. Well, we'd love to. T- uh, Carlo and I love to take you to maybe down to London, Kentucky, or Corbin, Kentucky, and see some real wrestling. R e s s l i n. And it would be uh, know, an honor for you to ride with us, Carlo, right? That's right. We'll make a, make a trip out I of enjoy, it. enjoy uh, international style. I saw a guy in high school was one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. He was undefeated. Kurt Angle. And the reason was he was 
His name was Tab Thacker. You might have heard of him. He went to NC State. He's also been in several movies. He weighed four hundred and four. He weighed four hundred and forty-seven pounds. Ken to Mark Henry. Yeah, this this guy was uh, this thing. I saw that. Did you see uh, Brock Lesnar uh, dislocate Henry's uh, shoulder Monday night? Yeah, he broke Mark Henry's arm uh, Monday uh, this past Monday night live on Raw. I mean, wow! What it was? Oh, how impressive is the Beast Incarnate himself, Brock Lesnar? Yeah, did you see who Brock Lesnar has made bad? Who, who he made bad? Paul White, better known as ah, the Big Show. Talking about the Big Show, yeah. Paul White. Yeah, that's a yeah. He's from that's Spartan, his South Carolina. Yeah, he played. He actually uh, little, little known fact. He actually played basketball at Wichita State. He was a starting center there. Yeah, really? he did. Yes. The Giant did. Yeah, the Giant. Uh, yep. How tall is he in real life? I wonder. Seven four. Wow. Well. Allegedly, yeah, with, that's with my Liz. thing. Is, is he he's probably like seven one, seven foot. With Liz, well, well, you know, Kevin Nash used to be the starting center for the University of Tennessee. Yep, he actually was uh, a another 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 little known Diesel. fact. He was runner up to Mister Basketball in uh, in Detroit next to Magic Johnson. Magic really? Johnson actually won. Uh, he was runner up to him uh, for that title that year. He was a bad boy, man. Well, he played have a good bad knees. Put him out. And let's pull for my Panthers today. Because, Kelly, I like the little uh, comment you gave to me on Facebook. Yeah, I heard about the Panthers. Go Panthers. Have a nice day. Thank you very much for the call, Carolina. I am pulling for the Panthers today against the Niners. We haven't even gotten into our NFL talk, but. And you're crazy, man. What? Who, who, you, you're wanting the. the Got to go Niners with Super Noop himself, man. Colin Kaepernick. What? Like, he's what like, what is a super noob? What'd you call him? He's a noob, man. He is going to pull out the victory for the Niners. He, they have too many offensive weapons with uh, with the uh, San Francisco Niners. Let's man. go back, Kelly. Do you know what that means? It has something to do with Carlos fraternity. Okay, I was just making so he's sure. catching on. I'm catching on. Yeah, I'm him catching Snoop Dogg yeah. or something. I, I assumed <laughs> it was Snoop Noob. You know something? Noob, you know Snoopy. Something noob, to do noob, with N-U-P-E. N-U-P, okay. N-U-P-E. N-U-P-E. Nupe. One oh five. we have the 49ers at the Panthers. And then 4.40 p.m., we have the Chargers at the Broncos. A lot of storylines right now in the uh, NFL playoffs. I mean, there's my Bengals are out. I don't want to talk about what that. What happened last week? I want to ask you about that. You know what? I don't do you this gotta give Kelly. Your, you got to give your, take your hat off to me. You were I right. called it all you year. Fa- yeah, you called it all year. You were Andy right. Dalton folds yeah. under pressure. He's And I said it all year. I've said it every week. Um, Andy Dalton is a backup quarterback at best. I mean, no, he's a legit backup quarterback. I mean, he's, you know, he's, know what he? No, he's he's the only no, weakness on a really a good, good team. enough quarterback to get Jay Gruden a job at the Redskins. Jay that, Gruden did a good enough job with Andy Dalton, taking taking him. I think they were ranked number twenty eighth or thirtieth in the league in the offense, and took him to number ten from twenty eighth to ten. That's a huge jump <laughs> in a three year, uh, uh, four year time, three year time span. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, I mean, but, you know, Andy, he, you know, he's he's still young. He's only three years in it, man. Okay, well, I mean, every time that a game matters, <laughs> every time a game matters, Andy Dalton plays worse. Every time you mention Andy Dalton, a puppy dies. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we expect the Bengals to try to draft a quarterback? Great question. I don't know. I don't think I, so. I don't know what's going on in their head. I think if they do, I think you can go out and find one in the free agent market, like Mike Marcus uh, Michael Vick. 
I would take Michael Vick. I, Kelly, I'm open you to know that. that I'm a Bengals fan. Yes. I was, excuse me, up to last week. <laughs> and until they get rid of A, Andy Dalton, and B, Marvin Lewis, I will no longer be a Bengals fan. No, okay. okay I, no, I have felt, no, you give him Marvin Lewis. All, no, no, Marvin Lewis is a great coach. How long did it take Bill Cowell to win a Super Bowl? Uh, what has Marvin Lewis time. ever won? But how long did it take Bill Cowell to win a Super Bowl? It doesn't matter. He won it. But it took him 15 years. He's only 12 years. At least give him 15 how years. Long did it take, how long did it take It took him nine John years, I think. Calipari to win the NCAA Final it, It's apples and oranges. No, they're <laughs> head coaches. I'm sorry, Marvin Lewis is not a good coach, period. He is, the Bengals were all about defense this year. And uh, what's the defensive coordinator um, for the Bengals? Marvin Lewis. Uh, Mike Zimmer. <laughs> Mike Zimmer. Yeah, Mike Zimmer. He's been passed over more times. He works for a cheap owner. And uh, Mike Zimmer deserves a shot at the H, uh, the head coach job. I think Marvin Lewis get rid of him. Put Mike Zimmer in there and uh, draft Teddy Bridgewater, the guy from U, uh, UCF. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, they, I don't think Teddy Bridge will fall that far down uh, in their pocket. This is coming get, from a Giants fan. To get to uh... – <laughs> But uh, to to get away from our personal favorite teams and look at the games today, we have Colin Kaepernick leading the Niners today against Too the many Cam Crab- Crab- You got a healthy Crabtree, Vernon Davis, uh, Vernon Davis. The, I mean Frank Gore. Frank Gore is all ready to go. I mean they're they're fully they're it's fully loaded. Car- it's at Carolina. I like what Cam did this year. He showed that he's a quarterback. He showed he he's a top five. I'm a Cam uh, Newton top six, fan. top seven. I'm a Cam Newton fan. I don't like. Um, Kaepernick as much. Why not? He took a team to the Super Bowl last year. Just because you're in the same fraternity as him doesn't mean that he took I mean, a team to the Super Bowl last year. When has Cam Newton ever did that? He hasn't. Exactly. He's won at every other level. Junior college national championship. This is first. BCS. This is, this is his first year. Number one overall. He's pick. never even won a playoff game yet. <laughs> you put Kill, him, he is, He's never won a playoff game. Did you notice that all the teams who made it to the playoffs this week had an outstanding quarterback? Uh, Dalton didn't make it. Foles didn't make it. And every team. I, I like think quarter, it shows a quarterback is probably the single most important position in esports. Do you agree? That's fair. Uh, it's tough to argue with that. Uh, yeah. There's been exceptions. Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, we always fall back on them. But you need a quarterback. Carl, uh, Carl Ripken, I mean, I can go on and on. There's been a lot of bad quarterbacks who've won the Super Bowl. Uh, Johnson for Mark Tampa Ripken. Bay. Rob Johnson. People forget about him. It's been a lot of no bad Brad Johnson. Oh, Brad I, Johnson. I mentioned Brad Johnson. I mentioned yeah, Rob him. Johnson was with Buffalo. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Brad Johnson won the Super Bowl. Trent Joe Dilfer. Flacco. Joe Flacco. But you can argue, argue that, that Joe Flacco see, is a well, gunslinger. The, 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 I mean, the he, difference between Joe and games. those guys, he won it with his arm. Yeah. The games yesterday, the Saints lost to the Seahawks. Marcus Colston had a play at the very end of the game where where he could have went out of bounds, and instead he, I don't know what he was thinking. It was one of the most foolish plays I've ever seen. Yeah, he tried to. Fumble, or he tried to lateral the ball backward in a desperation type play, and instead he just throws the ball forward and just ruins the game. I mean, it was a very curious play by Marcus Colston there. I, I was impressed by Marshawn. I didn't get to watch the game, but I seen the highlights, and Marshawn all I saw Lynch. was Marshawn Lynch throwing stiff arms. And the Marshawn Lynch is a beast. It seemed like the New Orleans Saints was just inhaling stiff arms the whole game. They were. <laughs> I mean, a, it was just stiff arms. It's a good the whole summary. Game Russell place, Wilson yeah. was consistent. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Rushed 28 times for 140 yards for two touchdowns. The Colts and the Patriots. Patriots won 43-22. Uh, what happened? LeGarrette Blunt, 166 yards, four touchdowns. No longer known only as yeah, the guy I wish who he'd... punched the Boise State player on national television. Knocked him out. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. 
He deserved it. That guy was talking smack to him, and he deserved to get knocked out. I like that. That's no longer what he's known for. Four he for yesterday. You know, if he did that, and I had Patriots him on my fantasy squad. I would be impressed, but I'm kind of disgusted that he waited to the today yesterday to do What's that. What's going on with your fantasy team? You haven't talked so about it lately. I mean, besides the fact that I had the longest win streak in the, our league's history, um, a couple of my players didn't show up when I needed them to in clutch time in the first round of the playoffs. So now you're aware. I'm aware. No, like where are you? Oh, this I, I got put out in the first round. Oh, it's over. Yeah, I don't even know who won won the thing. It's over now. Sorry. I know it wasn't Kelly. <laughs> the Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. Call him at 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. We're going to head to a break here. We'll be back on the other side with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought in by TLC there. Can we start a karaoke segment? Sure. Let, let's hear what you got. <laughs> no, 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 no. As long as it's not you, you want karaoke. Absolutely. Can't be you. No. Well, she had the opportunity to sing the national anthem they last night. They tried to set me up yeah. last night, Kelly. Really? Yeah, they kept telling <laughs> I didn't hear about that. Yeah, they kept telling, um, they kept telling Patel that I would sing, I have volunteered to sing the national anthem. And I said. <laughs> I did not know this. Uh-huh, That's I said, amazing. Unless you want everybody here to run out with bleeding ears. Do you sing? I do not sing. <laughs> Why did I they actually say sang, this? I don't know. They just made it up. They want to embarrass me, I guess. <laughs> but I actually sang in my first pageant ever. Um, cause I think I do have a decent voice, but I'm just, I get really nervous. So I danced instead. I can't do that. <laughs> I think, I think you would have been great if you did it last night. So, right. You should have gave it a shot. We should get you a tour force, uh, next Saturday to sing the national anthem. Or not. Kelly, seriously? Don't do that to me. I mean, maybe not next week, but we'll soon. We'll That'd get be you awesome. Yeah. We can make it happen. We can make it happen. I'll sing if you guys are my backup dancers. <laughs> <laughs> Today at 1 o'clock, Louisville plays at the Yum Center against the old man Larry Brown-led SMU. Yeah, thanks man, for hooking man, me up with man. that one, Kelly. Ke- Carlo, you didn't even ask me for passes. I didn't know. How you do you know? not know? I didn't know about the schedule. schedule. I, you know what? I really wanted to see Larry Brown in hey, person. You didn't want to see him bad enough. We have a system in place. You tell me which games you want to go to, and I get you the passes. I didn't know, man. You didn't tell yeah. me. I, I, that, I didn't know they were playing SMU. Ashley. Uh, We're Louisville fans. Yes. What are we looking for today? Uh, obviously, a win would be nice. A win would be wonderful. I think Vegas is actually picking against Louisville today. They, they think might. that we're going to lose. You know. What, I, I mean, we, we, Montrose Harrow had an all right game against Memphis. He had, he good, had a good, good numbers. Yeah, he had a double-double. I think he played pretty well. But but, we, but our problem is still our, our lack of an inside presence. And, well, and what I do think, we need? This is what, well, first of all, it looks like we can't finish a game to save our lives. Um, secondly... I think that our guards have not figured out that their life is a little bit easier if they pass the ball inside. Now, um, of course, it is up to our big men to get in good position. Um, I think Montrezl Harrell did a pretty good job of that at the, in the Memphis game. But I think we have to we have to learn a balance. Like the guys on the outside have to trust the guys on the inside and vice versa. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really disappointed right now. I think um, I listened to Patino in the postgame, and he said, 
we're just not a very good defensive team right now, which I would agree with. Not as good as in years past. And um, he said basketball IQ is not very good either, which is shocking. Are they a very good team? I mean, they're only three against ranked teams. You this can year. argue that Louisville's really uh, not, are they not a, that good. Are of they a able team to win right against now. competition? Against right quality now. competition? I think right now they're trying to find their identity. I think. How long does it take? Really? Because it took you all a whole season last year. So, like, <laughs> we're going to put you on silence again. Oh, but man. I think it's January. January 12th. Happy birthday to my little brother, actually. Oh, yeah. Yep. Turning awesome. 20 today. Um, but January 12th today, it is still early. I think that that's one thing that uh, Rick Pitino is very good about is getting his teams to peak at the right time. So I look for them to figure out who they are as a team and begin to come together over the next few weeks. So, so who does Louisville miss most, Ding or Peyton Siva? I think both. But I think – I think we probably miss Gorgie the most. Yeah. That, that I miss Gorgie my, the most. I miss Gorgie the most. <laughs> because, I mean, he's a consistent inside Gorgie was amazing. Player. I mean, he, he, he blocked yeah. shots. He was a good passer. He could hit the jump shot at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gorgie, he, when, when he was during his junior year, Gorgie turned into just a combination of like David Padgett. Mix in a little bit of amazing shot blocking. Yeah. I mean, Gorgie was a huge asset, irreplaceable. Speaking of David Patrick, he program, was ab- by the way. absolutely, really, seriously, Carla, you're on silence till <laughs> 11. Thank you. Um, David Padgett was one of my favorites all time, I think. Yeah. He, he was absolutely a floor general. And I think, like you said, Gorgie, he, he did start to do some of that last season. So we do miss that because he made the defensive the other teams he made them very very honest on defense. They had to they had to honor his inside game. You know, Kelly. Yesterday, a good point was brought up on the weekend sports buzz, and I'm going to ask Ashley. She wasn't listening. She might have heard it. But who do they miss most, Gorgie or Peyton Siva? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as 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 the court yeah. general. Yeah, I, I, I said that has not been listening to yeah, us. I, that's all right. I, I said it was Gorgie yesterday. Our man <laughs> Haven Harrington the third said it was uh, Peyton Siva, and you can make an argument for Peyton, but I think it's Gorgie. His, his passing. His shot blocking, his length. I mean, Gorgie's something else. Yeah, I think Gorgie. You know, I think Chris Jones, um, for the most part, I won't say he's as good of a distributor or He's not the anything. point guard, he's that, not Peyton the point guard that Peyton Siva was. He is definitely a better scorer, um, minus the fact that he was almost non-existent scoring-wise in the Memphis game. But... Um, and Peyton and Russ kind of had chem, you know. They, yeah, they, they had they really knew, good they chemistry. Knew, they knew how to play together. It was a, a different animal. Yeah, and um, that's not something you can teach. So I, I think Gorgie, hands down, especially without Chain. Yeah, and I argued yesterday that that I think what we saw early this season before we lost Shane was uh, that maybe Shane was most effective when he had someone like Gorgie, an inside out type, of, a center that he could partner with, who who. Brought out the best in Shane. We didn't see much from Shane before we lost him this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, he's very ineffective against Kentucky. So he's he, very ineffective yeah. all season. He, he I, didn't my, do anything. My best friend and I, uh, Marissa, we were arguing actually via text this week um, after the Memphis loss, and she was saying we really miss Shane. And I said, No, we don't because he hasn't done anything this year. He didn't do much of anything to make me feel like, Oh no, you know they're really really going to suffer without him. I don't think he did much anything this year. And I think you might be right. It could be the lack of a stronger center, that, that presence that would have helped him out some. I don't know. Or maybe it was the uh, Richie Homie concert. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. 
We, we don't know what happened to Shane. But it's a lack of focus, period. So that's it's, clear. It's happened before. I'm predicting. Who was the player that went from UK to UofL? What was his name? Marvin Stone. Marvin Stone. That's his name. I don't even know who that is. Marvin Stone made the transition. Uh, He's a, not going to UK. As a trader and went to Louisville. No. Shane's going to end up in the MBDO. Yep. Or overseas. I would Why say. would he go to Kentucky where Willie Cauley-Stein... Julius Randle. Because that's where he was supposed uh, to well, go. Well, if Jacari you Johnson, it, none of those guys are going to be there next year. So it's going to be all new That's where he was team. supposed to go originally. Is it really? Yeah, he was He was supposed to go to UK and he backed out because uh, we had too many great players. And he knew he, wouldn't, he wasn't going to get a chance and, to play. And if he was That's a fact, yeah, right, Kelly? Okay. Okay. He, he did want, you know. he Right, Kelly? Cal had offered him, yeah. yeah. And he turned Kentucky down. He said, hell no, I'm going to Louisville. Yeah, well, him dude. and Elisha Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a water bong? <laughs> you think that's what Shane's problem was? Was hitting hey, the water bottle hey, a little hey. too much? Okay. The, the Richie Homie concert. Hmm. Well, we lost him. We have no inside presence. Vantrese is not an inside presence. Vantrese. Mango is not where he needs to be. Mango is playing like a freshman, which he is. Yes, he he's a Richard freshman. We don't have any. You know, I mean, Montrez is is, is Louisville's only. Inside presence. And unless he's going to pull a Gorgie Jang and just all of a sudden become a, he reminds uh, me of not a, only a, a scorer and a guy who dunks the ball, but yeah. facilitates. He reminds me of a bigger Alvin Sims. Hmm. He never does. You know, Alvin used to get up there. He gets Alvin a lot of dunks. Alvin was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was a great player. He had bunnies. He did. And he was big. Yeah. Back. Back. They have the same game. Not a jump, no jump shot. He can jump. He, he shoots. Very, effect, very effective on the inside on the fast break. He shoots jump shots. Yeah, he's... I mean, yeah, he, he, Pretty consistently. he does have a, a, a nice mid-range jumper, uh, our sideline. He does have that Patrick Ewing jumper from the sideline. Maybe he can teach it to him. Hey, hey. I, I'm gonna, I'm, his daughter, hello. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, maybe you know, when they watch me uh, beat you uh, in bet one-on-one here pretty soon, he can learn a couple things uh, when we broadcast yeah. that on Livecaster. If he's watching you, he's going to learn how to lose. <laughs> so Kentucky plays Tuesday uh, at Arkansas. SEC, conference play. Kentucky won at Vanderbilt. Open up the season. Um, to break their yeah. road losing streak. Road losing streak. Mm-hmm. Yes, Carlos. Road losing streak. All right. Yes. They had lost, their previous road game was at North Carolina before that um, last year. Let's see. I'll bring it up here, Carlo. You want me to prove it? Kentucky's coming off a pretty bad road losing streak that they snapped. Road, no, it's not. Prove it, Kelly. Prove I'll, it. You, North I, mean, North I hate to do stuff Back like check. this. We lost three games, Back Kelly. Check. Back Baylor. Check. North all, Carolina. We had. I'm pretty sure we had a road game in between. All that. on the road. Last year, Saturday, December 14th, lost at North Carolina. All of your I'm losses sorry, that, have been that, away. This is a little. No, that, uh, 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 this is a useless fact, by the way. If you are able to prove it. No, the, what the fact proves is that you guys can't win on the road against good teams. I'll bring up the the stats of and, and all. But you do agree that we can beat show. ranked teams, right? At home, yes. At home. <laughs> all right. At home, absolutely. So then the question lies, when you actually go on the road for a tournament play when you're not at home, what does that look like for the Wildcats? It won't be a problem at all. Kentucky, uh, I think we're right now, they're, they're, they're coming into their own. So what's your prediction on the season? Are you going to call a national championship? 37-3. Get the t-shirts <laughs> Isn't ready. Isn't it funny? 40-0, and 39-1. You just have to adjust. Get the t-shirts ready. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. We're coming back with Ashley's Crazy, her local Cinco at uh, Top of the Hour.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick. Todd Neal running the boards for us in studio with, as always, with Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum. We, we got the segment that's really become popular, Ashley's Crazy. Every week on Sunday at 11, we get to hear the five craziest stories in the world of sports. So with no further ado, Ashley's Crazy. Well, it's been an interesting week of sports, as always. So here's my top five. First story, James Winston is making Instagram news this week. Hmm. The Heisman Trophy winner Instagrammed a selfie from his toilet bowl. What? On Thursday night. In which, <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? In which he writes as a caption, so constipated, laugh out loud, dang, but I got greatness behind me even when I take one. Hashtag real ninja-ish. What the hell? That's weird. <laughs> now, you Very know what? Wait, oh wait hold That's on. That's crazy. He kept a low profile up until this point. Now, now. hold on. <laughs> Why is he doing that? that so, Who does he score <laughs> points with for doing that? There's more. Okay. Okay, the greatness that he's talking about behind him was a picture of Michael Jordan that's hanging behind his toilet. So what do you think? I know everybody posts everything about their every waking moment. Is that inappropriate? Is it funny? Does he get scrutinized? Well, the fact he said real, uh, real ninja ish. Yeah, I don't like that part of it. You know, he 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 did a pretty good job staying out of the media and Twitter and not doing the Johnny Manziel type of things. <laughs> <laughs> so now it sounds like he may take the Johnny Manziel route, route this year, this upcoming season. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. That's, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, who in the world wants to know that he's constipated? Like I. That's, that's yeah. That, that's not really um, <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> That's appropriate. That's very All right. Well, that's it that about uh, Winston, the Heisman Trophy winner. So this is what we do. We win yeah. Heisman trophies and then, we <laughs> and then we post inappropriate toilet pictures. Wow. Cool. Okay. Well, Next story. Charles Barkley finally cast aside his prejudice against beer pong and decided that it is okay for black people what? to play beer pong. I play what? beer pong. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. So pretty good. Well, beer pong's fun. Pretty, when I go to California, I play it all. That's when I play it. I, that's the first time I played it, but every time I go But I, I, I didn't know yeah. that Charles Barkley previously said yeah. black people couldn't do it. Yeah, so apparently a while back, Sir Charles came out really strong about African-American people competing in the drinking game after he saw a video of his buddy Michael Jordan playing beer pong in Florida. So this week, he what? pulled a total 180 because he was challenged by one of the female anchors on H&L um, to play beer pong. So the anchor made her first shot, forced Charles to drink, and he said, I want to lose this game. Why would you even want to make it? I want you to win so I can drink. So he admitted it's not a bad game, and I don't understand why you have to go through all this hard work just to drink a beer. What, what? do you think? Have you ever played? You've always played. You like played it. beer I love pong. I've played beer I love pong. It. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, fun. it's fun. Flip yeah. cup, beer pong, yeah. anything like that's fun. I have not played beer pong. I refereed a game of beer pong. Yeah. Yeah. Very, you got to be very strategic when you're playing beer pong. Oh, I disagree with you. No, One thing you don't do: <laughs> don't bounce the ball. You don't want to bounce. You want to shoot it like you shoot. Well, you shot. bounce it, and then uh, you don't have to. If bounce you can it. sneak the bounce in, that's how it works, right? Now, if you do the bounce, then it's easy feeling to block it if they want to. No, but if you bounce it, then then um, they. I think what is it? They have to drink two or something like. I mean, if you can there's see, a, if there's not, a stipulation. If yeah, if they're not paying attention. Yeah, so, paying attention. What yeah. you're saying is there are official beer pong rules. Oh yes, my there goodness. Are. Oh yeah. yes. Very there's, there's a there's a beer pong, uh, a beer pong tournament that's held in Las Vegas. Actually, my buddy Marcellus Ferry out in California, he's actually won it. He went out to, uh, to Vegas and competed in a beer pong. Black tournament. guy. Uh, 
he's mixed with he's from California, man. A little bit of everything. Uh, <laughs> okay. So is beer pong? A well, I don't understand the, the exclusive thing, game. That, I don't yeah, understand I don't, that. <laughs> I don't know why why Charles Barkley would have came out and said it wasn't for black people. You said it had something to do with Michael Jordan. Playing yeah, he it? saw a video of Michael Jordan playing beer pong, and he said and he said black people don't play beer pong. <laughs> yeah. Why is Michael Jordan playing beer pong? That's for white people. Is that what he did? Basically. Wow. Okay. He's he's changed his his he's tune. Changed so, his tune. I'm not gonna lie. I actually thought that when I before I, when I first played it, I was like, man, who plays this stuff? But it's pretty fun. So time. does it seem like something that white people would be more apt to do? <laughs> it's a frat party type of uh yeah. 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 But I wasn't in a <laughs> but frat. It's fun. You, you were. You're yeah, a fraternity guy. It's I fun. wasn't. So I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Did, did you ever play it? No, nah, I never played in college. No. Okay. I never heard of it until I went to did California. Did anyone play it in your in your uh, I never heard of it until I went to California for the first time. And that was just over over a <laughs> year. <laughs> all right, all right. Good story so far. What's number three? The story number three, J.R. Smith. Oh, God. He's facing another fine from the NBA, maybe. I don't know. It's a jackass. He, he pulled an interesting stunt last Sunday in the Knicks' 92-80 win over the Dallas Mavericks. Smith, for you know, who earlier in the season was fined $25,000 for a Twitter battle with Detroit's Brandon Jennings, untied the left sneaker of Dallas's Sean Marion just before Dirk Nowitzki shot a free throw in the second quarter. So... Basically, J.R. Smith was lined up next to Marion. He reached down like he was straightening his shorts, and then he untied his shoelace. Pretty good one. It's kind of funny. So the television cameras caught the incident. Marion didn't seem to care. He wasn't upset. But right after Smith untied his shoelace, the video showed Marion looked down at his sneaker. He went down, played defense, retied his shoe. No big deal. So they think... <laughs> The NBA may find him for this. What do you think? Like, who does that in the middle of a you basketball know, You know, game? there was a follow-up to this, actually. Really? Then they play the Detroit Pistons. And once again, J.R. Smith, uh, Andre Drummond wasn't paying attention. I think he was at the free throw line. And J.R. Smith untied Andre Drummond's shoelace. And he got fined $50,000. <laughs> now the Knicks say, We're, we want to trade him. We don't want anything to do with... J.R. Smith. So after, he is a notorious jackass. So after he got his brother uh, on the roster, he making did. all that money for nothing, they're going to trade him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, if you, I read an article. My buddy sent me an article about J.R. Smith's history. He does, st- he is, he, he does some bad, st- he's not necessarily a, like a responsible type guy. He's no. a, a jackass. Yeah. He, he orders room service and he keeps ordering it, running up the tab when he played in China and he just, he wasn't eating anything. He knew it was on someone else's dime. So he kept ordering room service to his hotel room, and then he just wouldn't eat it. He'd just leave all the food out. He's just a, I don't know what, a, a, a brat? I don't know what J.R. Smith's deal is. is but the, the, the shoelace thing is kind of funny. I think it's funny, but like, should, is that fine worthy? He's been fined like close to a million dollars, I think, in his NBA career. Wow. He, he is like um, a, a, not a good guy to have on your team, in my opinion. He's a good shooter. He's an athlete, but... He's a, a, a jackass. So, hmm. good story. Okay. Fourth story. So, we know the San Diego Chargers are preparing to face off with the Denver Broncos in the divisional round the 2013-14 NFL playoffs after beating Cincinnati Bengals last week in the, wild, in the wild card round. So, if a Pennsylvania man had it his way, the Chargers would not have made the postseason. So, a report from the Baltimore Suns states that Daniel Spuck filed a motion against the league before or last week's wild card matchup in an attempt to stop the playoffs from starting. The suit was based on a missed penalty call in week 17 when the Colts played the Kansas City Chiefs. 
And the motivation was based on the fact that the Chargers got into the playoffs over Pittsburgh Steelers, along with requesting a temporary emergency injunction to keep the Chargers from taking part in the play. It's some of the potential ways to solve the problem. In the filing, Spuck suggested some possible remedies. He said the NFL could suspend the playoffs for a week to 10 days, allow Suckup to re-kick the field goal, or let the Steelers play the Chargers at a neutral site to determine who plays on. So, of course, none of that happened. What do you think? <laughs> Is that a baby? I think he's saying they're crying. Okay, cry baby. Crying about gotcha. the lost cry baby, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Should the NFL have done something after the error? Have you ever heard of anybody filing or filing a suit against the league? What happens in golf? Uh, they missed the call. Go back and you know you can, somebody can be watching TV on golf and call yeah. in and say, "Hey, he picked up and moved the ball illegally." So um, I think it's dumb, but I don't know. But that's kind of uh, a different animal. NFL is kind of like you you make the call and you move on. Yeah, you move on. Yeah, uh, the whole Peyton Manning thing. What, what do you mean? With the touchdown. You know, they tried to take it back one of his touchdowns to say he didn't break the record. They reviewed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it went to the league, and of course they said, you know, they said it was a lateral pass. It wasn't a forward pass or something like that. Hmm. So it it was – they didn't do anything. But it came up in discussion. Last story. So the police in Georgia were on the hunt for ex-Pro Bowl wide receiver Carl Pickens after his wife told authorities that Carl threw her on the couch and pinned her down by the neck during an argument on December 7th. I hate hearing this. I love Carl Pickens. While when the deputies arrived at Carl's home to arrest him for domestic battery, his wife <laughs> what the hell? his wife lied and told the deputies that he wasn't there. But then the cops heard a loud crashing sound coming from the ceiling. The former NFL star was hiding in his attic when the cops arrived, but he blew his cover when he crashed through the ceiling. So Carl Pickens was hiding from the police. He was hiding. So and he crashed through the ceiling and got caught. Yes, that's good. The, the cops proceeded. I, had, I did not hear about this. No, they proceeded to inspect his house and they saw a fresh hole in the ceiling from the attic where Mr. Pickens had partially fallen through it. So, according to the report, cops shouted for him to surrender. Moments later, he obliged. What do you think? Is that embarrassing? How embarrassing is that? You fall halfway through the ceiling and what, what's going on in your house that you can't? So his wife was there. His wife was there. She, she was covering up for him. She, she covered was letting up, him hide in the attic. Told the cops he wasn't there. They heard a loud crash. And they, he's busted. He's busted halfway, hanging through the ceiling. Wow. What, what, what the heck is going on with Carl Pickens hat hiding in the ceiling, now man? we're trying something. I mean, I don't understand that. Like, what's I'm going on with him mentally to where he... You know, is, it, is, it, is it the concussion syndrome? It sounds a little bizarre, don't you think? No, it's that's pretty bizarre. bizarre yeah. I mean, he was trying to avoid getting arrested. But still. So, I mean, I mean that's natural. People, you're going to get arrested. You try to avoid if it. If I was him, so, I mean, my defense would be. I would have hit him in, in the attic, too. I mean, that's you don't want to get. Nobody I, wants to get arrested. I would sue the NFL saying I have some type of brain injury. And, Carlo. And I would. God, like, like the story on. from last week. Yeah. Hmm. Exactly. I would sue the NFL. Blame it on the NFL. Well, I don't know, guys. What's your number one story? I like the. Uh, which one? Which one do you like? Let you go first. I like the J.R. Smith story. He's a jackass. <laughs> it gets my vote. I like the shoe tying, untying. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like something I would have done when I was little. <laughs> when you, you were know? little. I like, the, yeah. I like the first one that was mentioned. <laughs> James I, like, Winston. I got James that Winston, sucker yeah. shoots untied. I like the Jameis Winston story. <laughs> Jameis Winston, that's an interesting one. I think so. it's bigger of a, yeah, that one, you know, him on the crapper. What's the, what's the, is there more to come from him on his Twitter updates? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> no, 
know. I don't know. Jameis Winston. Maybe someone needs to tell Jameis Winston to shut the hell up. Someone should tell Jameis Winston to shut the hell up, I think. I mean, he's <laughs> That's your tagline. That's, That's my tag your tagline. You shut the hell up is what, you know, is what, what I bring to you every week. <laughs> so that was a great segment, our weekly Ashley's Crazy, once again, dominating the world. Great stuff there. The Charlie Strong departure and the Bobby Petrino rehire has got to be the biggest story out there right now. We talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, Something I find interesting is Charlie Strong, when he came to Louisville, he said he was not going to pursue any of the players he had recruited while he was at Florida. He said because it was on the Florida dime. I want to know what you guys think. There's a big difference in that. All right, tell me me the difference. difference. The difference is he was a coordinator at that time, and those players were going to play for Coach Urban Meyer, not Charlie Strong. Okay. Okay? Now, in this situation, he's the head coach now. The kids that come to Louisville, they're not coming. Once again, they're not coming to Louisville because Louisville has no tradition in football. Why would a Florida say, player don't say no tradition? Why would a Florida say, they don't still have building any tradition. a tradition in football because there is a tradition there. Let's be clear. It, no, that's, I don't think Let's there's a tradition. Clear. I think there's a there's no national championships. That's how you define tradition in uh, in uh, college football, in my opinion. But those Florida players, they're not growing up saying I'm going to play Louisville. That's the school I want to grow up and go play at. That's they want to go play Some at Miami. Some people actually or the think U. that they're actually so they're playing for Coach Strong, not the university. So, so I, I agree with him. Take, take his players. They're going to play for him. They committed Not to him. Trino. Regardless, um, it, it's creating some uneasy feelings, some criticism for Charlie Strong. Louisville fans are sore and, losers, dude. I mean, it's... Yeah, spoken yeah, I don't, like a Kentucky you fan don't take, that's you don't never take won well. more than five and, football games. It's in fair. Season. I mean, when, when John L. Smith left, we yeah, hated him. Yeah. When Bobby Petrino yeah. left, we hated him. him. Even George said, oh, I didn't like the guy. Now you rehire him. <laughs> Well, he, well, he said that he didn't like he him. Still, it was he clear. still doesn't but like him. But my favorite quote, which was brought to you by Tyler, the originator, if you right. go to Tyler Boyd's page on Facebook, Tom Jurich made the comment, uh, he's a changed man, but then like three minutes later, but he has to prove to everybody that he's a changed man. I mean, which is he changed or is he not changed? I like he to get to uh, I hope he's not changed because he's Lawrence's a winner. take on this. I think that he's saying he's a changed person in terms of individual. I don't think that has anything to do with his capacity as a coach. Now, I would like to see anybody who has not done anything uh, morally questionable to speak on Bobby Petrino. Crickets? No, Crickets? it's a good question. You know, I, I work with a guy, and I'm not going to name him, <laughs> but he said to me. John. <laughs> no, his name's not John. But this literally happened last week, okay? A guy that I know. I was talking about the Bobby Petrino hire. He's not a Louisville fan. He's not a Kentucky fan. But he said to me, Bobby Petrino did cheat on his wife, and that's pretty bad. And I was like, hey, man, you used to be married. Did you ever cheat on your wife? He's like, yeah, I did. So, I mean. It's he without ten. <laughs> that literally happened. Stone. That Seriously. literally happened. We both started laughing, and I was like, ha, ha, good point. And he's like, you got a good point. So, I mean. But, you know, I don't think that – I think, you know, I, I, I like the hire for you guys. I really do. It's the best hire for you. It, was it your, is. It was your only option. It wasn't it was our a, only option. It wasn't it was our the best only option. option. It was – it was, George was – he was he was smart. He's a smart guy. He made the smartest move for the university. Great, brought back Petrino. The offense is going to be spectacular next year. You got a lot to look forward to. I don't know about the defense. But, actually, I like the, I like the, I like the guy from the MTSU. I take that back. <gasps> I think Jeez. Nick's will be – I think he's an up-and-coming defensive coordinator. And I think it's, you know, if he does get the job, I applaud Petrino for giving him an opportunity. You know what's what's uh, really easy to criticize is that not only has everyone done something morally wrong, I have, everybody probably has, right? But they, just the way that Petrino and Patino, I mean, P- 
Patino's in a restaurant having sex with some woman, and then Patrino. Winning cures I everything. Mean, I mean, it just couldn't Petrino, be it more public. Yes, couldn't open Louisville I mean, up for more scrutiny. I have two words for you, <laughs> what, Carlo. The, uh, the Generation X? No, it's called Forgiveness you know, and Mercy. Uh, all right. Done. No I, one's perfect. I think Petrino's going to do a great job. Uh, I don't know how good you all will be in the SEC against real competition. Seriously? Uh, I mean, Better than you, Florida State. Better are than you, you guys in UK. Listen, I'm sorry, UK plays a top five, a top ten team I almost would, every week. I would bet you my arm. They play they a top, they play, play a ranked team SEC every better week. Than Kentucky. Oh come on, the ACC is no competition to the SEC. And don't say it, Florida State just beat Auburn in the national championship. End it, of the it day, did it did happen. But listen, we are a better team than Kentucky. That's will what ever matters. be. That's what matters. So you take Kentucky and put them in the ACC and put Louisville in the SEC. I bet you money there's a better schedule. My we favorite, have a better, better the favorite, record at the end of the season. The favorite catchphrase that I've stolen from Louisville fans, wait till next year. No, we, we wait till no, this that's upcoming never season. been a Louisville phrase. You Sorry. said it for 30 years. What do you no, mean? No, we didn't. There's a hundred bowls no, out there. In basketball, no. <laughs> didn't get to play no, in the basketball I heard can, wait till next year for no, 30 Kentucky years. Kentucky basketball season because that's the only sport they have that's any good. All right. Men's basketball season. Don't even you all don't even support your women when they're actually good. Ooh, you know uh, we got the Bobby Petrino, Charlie Strong situation. We got NFL to talk about. Girls run the world. You hear that? Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports books. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick. With Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum. It's a beautiful song there, Tom. Beautiful. Molly Cyrus. Oh, gosh. It is a good song, isn't it, Ashley? I guess. Yes, it is a good song. I do like some of her music. I think she's a nut job, though. This song now is always going to be associated with that crazy Alabama mom. Yeah, you guys that's see true. That? Yeah, yeah. Because that was the, the the mixture of that video with that song on it was just perfect. So I'll make an argument that the hire of Bobby Petrino back to Louisville is the greatest thing to happen to our sports radio topics ever. I mean, how much photoshops have we seen already? <laughs> I mean, Kentucky fans... You know, are, are having a field day with this. Everybody is. Yeah, they're having a field day. And they're going to continue listen, to. Until August. We beat the crap out of them. Then they're going to say. August? September. Whenever we play you. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they did move it, it to it, uh, yeah. Thanksgiving week this year. But until um, November. You don't think it's going to be so funny when. when it's not going to be funny when you we know, beat the crap out you of them. And then they'll say, wait till basketball season. You can argue that you know what Nick, I love Nick is that I love that Louisville fans look forward to playing us every year. That's like the only game they they can they can have, they, that's the only game you can really win really? next season. Maybe. Seriously, I mean, look, you think you are really, you're going to be competitive in the ACC next year <laughs> yes, against Florida are. State <laughs> against Duke? What do you yes. think our record will be? Uh, I, I'll give them uh, six games, maybe six and six, maybe seven and five. And your record will be seven and five. Yeah, that's you not that bad. Carlo. I, UK, I, I think, will be five hundred this year. Six and six. Yeah, same. About the same. No way. 500. No way. UK's. Six and six. No time. way. No way. Who are you going to beat? 
Uh, non-conference schools. Um, Who are you going to Vanderbilt. Be you don't Vanderbilt, play Vanderbilt, Tennessee. Tennessee. And I predict next year we'll finally get a win over Florida. Wow. Wow. You heard it. Give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. Right now we're going to head to the buzz line where we have on the line with us Craig McCobb, the father of Akeem Smith. Akeem obviously just finished his four-year tenure as the starting strong safety for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, I mean, very decorated career. Even as a freshman, Hakeem led the team in tackles. Um, Craig, you know, very, very uh, active within the, the Louisville Cardinals fan base, takes a lot of pride in it. He's from Florida. But Craig has some comments and wants to comment on the Charlie Strong situation. How are you doing this morning, Craig? Hey, what's going on? Not much. We really appreciate you joining us this morning. Um, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, you're from Florida, you and Akeem, um, you know, Akeem obviously made the decision to come to Louisville. He committed to Cragthorpe, came to uh-huh. Louisville. What was your perception of the Louisville football program before Akeem committed? And then what is your perception now? Uh, well, before we committed, I, I knew it was a growing program. Uh, I mean, they had a lot of pieces in place to, to make some noise in the conference. Um, and now, I mean, it's uh, competing with anybody in the country, I think. I mean, it's in a great position. Charlie came in and um, did some things, and um, they're looking pretty good for the future. What do you think of Charlie Strong accepting the job at Texas? Um, well, it's, 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 it's like this. Um, I think um, it's a point in life where you have to make changes. Um, I mean, he's done a, a remarkable job. At Louisville, um, so I mean, it's, it's about challenges. I think uh, I personally don't know what was his decision for Charlie. I mean, he's he's been a great um, a great addition to the program. But I mean, um, it's, it's that dream. I mean, um, you know, we all said things that what we would not do, and that's but if offer came up, I mean, probably that's, that's a dream job for anybody. So I mean, I'm um, I'm glad for Charlie and his family. Uh, what do you think about Charlie? Uh, this is Carlos. Sorry. What do you think about Charlie taking some of his recruits to, uh, with him to Texas? Do you agree with that or disagree? Well, I mean, um, when you when you go to a program, you have to, uh, you know, give your chest the best chance to win. Um, it, it's almost in the job. I mean, if you get an offer for a, con- a contract, you're going to take the puzzles, the pieces to the puzzle that's going to allow you to do your job efficiently. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. You know, um, coaches get fired all the time. Players get scholarships taken all the time. Um, so it's just the nature of the business. But um, I don't have any particular thought of it. I think Charlie's a good guy. I mean, he just had an opportunity that he just couldn't receive. So t- oh, this is Ashley. How are you? Um, hey, how you doing? So I know that, you know, Hakeem, this was his senior season, so he's done at Louisville. How do you feel about the players that are still there that were recruited under Charlie that he told he, would, he wouldn't he would leave um, in how they voiced their concern of, you know, the ethics that he had preached to them he didn't necessarily live by? Like, what do you say to those guys who are really hurt and disappointed that the man they kind of saw as their father figure kind of just left? Well, I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, his immediate family, which is his wife and his kids, I mean, that there will be the main concern. Um, I mean, if he left him in a great position to succeed, 
I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business decision. I mean, I feel bad, so to speak, but, um, you know, it happens every day. It's the nature of the business. Um, you know, like I said, I've met Charlie. He's a high-character guy, and Texas is a dream job. I mean, um, I would take it if, if I was um, afforded the opportunity. Um, as far as the players that are there, I mean, you know, they're going to do their best. I mean, um, they, I mean, Petrino is a, a good um, developer of college players, so they should be okay. Now, you, you trusted Charlie with your son. What, what do you think about Charlie as a man building boys into men? You know, I heard he's, you know, he, he's great at, at leading young men, give, you know, installing great, great character in him. As a father, how did you feel about him leaving, him leaving your son in the hands of Charlie Strong? Did he do a great well, job, I, mean, is what, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I feel like Charlie did a great job. But to cut you off at that point, I, I think it's the, the parents' responsibility to build their kids in the men and women. So, I mean, we can't put um, the outcome of a child solely on a head coach. Um, what we can do is is take the things that he's learned from Charlie and the things that he learned from his parents. I mean, it's up to the parents to raise their kids. I mean, um, he's a coach. He has his own family. But like I said, I'm happy for Charlie. And he did an excellent job as far as I, you know, as far as I can see. He did an excellent job with my son. Craig, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Before we let you go, if you want to give our listeners a, 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 your perception, like I said, you're from Florida. What's your overall perception of the Louisville fans and the, the, the Louisville area in general now that you've had your, you know, got to be in town many times and you and Akeem have really got to know the Louisville area and the people here? I mean, they have the best fan base in the country. Um, I mean, I've built some relationships there that I'm going to truly miss that I'm not going to be in the area. But um, I love Louisville. I love everything about it. I mean, if I was to have a, another baby, just say I'm too old for that now. But, I mean, um, Louisville. Oh, no, you, can, you, you, you could still have another one that ends up playing for Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but you know, go Cards, man. Um, hey, man, I, I, I fell in love with Louisville, and Louisville will always be close to our family. Thank you very Thank much you. for joining us this morning, Craig. Have a great rest of your weekend. Okay, thanks. Good stuff there. A little bit of a different perspective. Like I said, Akeem was actually recruited to Louisville out of Florida by Cragthorpe. It's a success story. He ends up coming and playing for Charlie Strong. I mean, I mean he, the fact that he even able to go play for Cragthorpe, I mean, wow. <laughs> Come on. I'm glad the kid got lucky and ended up with Strong. He did, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you, you adjust. You know, it's a, I think a lot of times there's too much put into the, the coach leaves. Charlie Strong's gone. He recruited guys here. But, I mean, they're, they're, they're becoming grown men. This is You have to adjust. Nothing in life is easy. I mean, you, 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 you get recruited to the University of Louisville. You get to stick around. Now you get to play for a, a great coach in Bobby Petrino, and Craig made a good point there. The parents, uh, you know, help their, their kids have morals, do things like that. I don't think that football players are necessarily looking to their head coach for morals, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that the Bobby Petrino moral issues will deflect certain recruits from coming to Louisville? Or do you think that parents look at it like he's going to help my son prepare to be the next Elvis Dumerville or Amobia Koye or, you know, any of the guys that Petrino has looked uh, put into the NFL? Do you think that's more important than the moral issues? I think it depends on the kids and depends on their parents. Like, I think, like um, Hakeem's dad just said, it is up to the parents to instill those morals and values into the kids 
as they're growing up, not when they get to college. They should already have that base, I think. So um, I can see, you know, some parents may sit in their living room with Bobby Petrino and say, I don't want my kid to play for you because you have done X, Y, Z in your past and I don't want that to roll off my kid. Whatever. I think that, I mean, that is something, that's a bullet he's going to have to dodge. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that with my, me talking to my dad, the, the Bobby Petrino situation at Arkansas, and this is me being immature, but it's kind of funny. And yeah, I think I most guys, I, I, I don't, I can care less about it. I think yeah, most guys, yeah. I think, get a kick he, out of it. Ashley, if you had, if you had a son down the road, you have a son. Would you want him to play for someone like Bobby Petrino? I don't think women always think it's as funny. Well, I don't think it's funny. I don't think anytime someone is cheating on their wife, it's funny at all. Um, I think the way he got caught is ridiculous. I think that part is funny, <laughs> but um, I would like to think that if I have a son down the road. He would already know right and wrong before he went into any type of college sport. So um, I think the instills and morals that me and my future husband, whoever that may be, um, have instilled into him would be strong enough where he looks to his head coach as a head coach and not as a father figure or someone that he should um, aspire to be like when he grows up. What do you think, Carl? Yeah, I agree. you got two sons. Good point. Uh, Thanks, Todd. uh, All all Louisville and Kentucky allegiance aside, Carlo, would you let – what would you think of your, one of your my sons playing yeah, for Bobby? Play. Yeah, I would let them. Yeah, uh, but then again, Todd? I would. Well, first off, I would let my kids go to Louisville, so I, they wouldn't play for uh, Bobby Petrino. But you know, I, it's unfortunate look, that you it, would let you. You, you would force them to go to Kentucky and play football. I'm not going to force them to go anywhere. Actually, Can I would you? let my kids go to HBCU, but that's another story. That is another story. But I, uh, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would let them play. Petrino's a great coach. I mean, coaching and and that I consider those two separate things. Kind of, it's not like he was like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that we had, I forgot his name. The basketball coach, Billy Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah, Gillespie. It's like he's out there getting DUIs and you know coming to you know going to practice drunk and stuff all the time. That's different, you know. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I like Petrino. Todd, like you said, it's a funny story. What do you think, Todd? <laughs> what is the difference between Bobby Petrino and Rick Petino? It's the same. Scenario. It really is. Their names sound similar. Same scenario. Shake and bake, Italian, baby. Shake and bake. If you're Italian, you, you you thrive as a coach in the state of Kentucky. Ricky Bobby. We got Calipari. We got Patino. We got Patino. Well, uh, I was Cal- saying the same moral issue. Yeah, Look I know what Patino did. But winning cures everything. The, I think at the end of the day, uh, as a parent, you have to make the decision: what is best for my child professionally. And can you separate that professional um, demeanor uh, job from the personal, uh, I guess, for lack of better words, defects of a all that we all have? And uh, maybe it, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, you're, you'll probably have some people who are uh, have uh, a religious, quote unquote, and they may look down upon that. But guess what? They'll end up at Baylor, SMU, or some some other place, or or wherever, but uh, I would be hard-pressed to find a college coach who hasn't cheated. Think about it. Who mm-hmm. hasn't cheated on their wife? Uh, sure. Power, I can name a couple. Power. I can name a few. It's unf- it's we don't know that, though, Carlo. It's very unfortunate. We can just assume they all do. We, you can't, nah, yeah, you can't assume <laughs> you, all, but just think about we don't power. Know, power corrupts, and power is an aphrodisiac, whether we like it or not. And, you know, some of it we'll never know about, but at the end, you have to you have to separate the personal life from the professional life. That's true. My neighbor, um, Adrian, just texted me and said what he's listening to on the way to the gym and said, what about the fatherless kids that go to college, the ones that don't already have those values instilled? Like, what That's about a good that? point. That's I a great say, point. 
I mean, I say he's he's a coach. It's not their job to be someone's father. He's but a coach, it, it, I think it is. And extra. a lot of times they do act as a fatherly they figure. They do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's extra. I don't think it should be expected, though. But a lot of times it's not even the know. head coach. Sometimes it's the, it's the coordinators. It's the other coaches on the staff that a lot of kids will even look up more to than the head coach himself. Like, I talk to a lot of players. Like, a lot of my friends are playing. They, they, they look up more to some of the coordinators that are at WKU, not Harbaugh. You know? So, I don't depends. know. I guess... From my perspective as as a college athlete, I didn't look up to my coach. Like, I didn't look up to my coach. I expected him to help us win. He was, I guess, a man, too. But high school, even, too, I didn't look up to my coach as someone I aspired to be like. She was the person who, I think she taught us discipline. She taught us how to work hard and uh, sacrifice things for the things that we wanted as a team, how to reach our goals and how to fight for those things. But I don't think that I ever looked at her as somebody that, you know, when I grow up, I want to do the same thing that she does. Or he from my from my college coach, so I, think, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just another factor that when uh, you're being recruited, they have to look like everyone's different. Some guys want to travel. Some or some parents want their kids to get out of their town. Some want to stay close to the town. Well, some of them might just want to say, "Hey, this kid needs discipline. He needs a role model, mm-hmm. and we're going to send him to a school that has a coach as a role model." Whereas another kid he may he may be well schooled in that by the by the parents or a parent or parents and then hey i want this kid to get the best professional thing but let's face it kids go the good the higher level football and basketball players they don't go to school to get an education they go to school to learn to play at the highest level yeah i would say my kids play for bobby knight i love bobby knight yeah yell them yell them all you want you make him good but yeah. i think bobby petrino reportedly, seemingly ha- has a, a similar approach to coaching as Bobby Knight. I mean, he is not a nice guy. I mean, he, he will choose someone out in front of a crowd at a hotel lobby. I mean, there's many reports of Bobby Petrino not being a very nice guy. I say on the field, not a nice guy. I say off the field, he's nice. Okay. He was nice to me on the escalator on Thursday. <laughs> Ashley, I mean, that's because he's a charmer. No. We're going to head to a break here. <laughs> Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, where, if nothing else, we are rangy. What are the topics that we've covered today? What kind of music was that? Hold on, is that Johnny Cash? No. Oh, Conway Hank Twitty. Who is it? Hank Williams Sr. Oh, okay. Close. No, I mean, there's a lot we've talked about. From Carolina stories about moonshine, from Jameis Winston taking pictures of the toilet. <laughs> To Bobby Petrino. Of himself on the toilet. To Bobby Petrino. What a ra- who was the rapper that took a picture like that? Uh, who was that? I'm going to Google it. I don't know. I think he stole that from a rapper, man. It was a rapper they did. I think it was Biz Markie, if I'm not mistaken. Did he? Does he even know who Biz Markie is? Who's That's that? Point. Who, Kelly? Exactly. No, I know, I'm talking about James. Kelly, Lincoln, you don't know who Biz Markie is, man? I know who Biz Markie is. He's, he's, a, he's on my kids' Yo Gabba Gabba show. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he is. Is he Ken to Markie Mark? He, he must be Ken to Markie. Right. Right. 
You must be. Yo, <laughs> that's, uh, we're in a generation where kids recognize Biz Markie from Yo Gabba Yabba or whatever. Um, I, yeah. It's it's Yo Gabba Yabba. So, Yo I mean, Gabba Gabba. we got uh, 12 minutes left of the show. The Bobby Petrino talk does not get old. That's why I argue it's the, the best topic ever to happen to sports radio locally. I, I'll ask you guys, what's more surprising? What's more, the more surprising hire? That Rick Petino was the coach at Kentucky, and he ended up coming and being hired at Louisville. Or that Bobby Petrino, who everybody hated, everybody hated Bobby Petrino. You take a poll of cards fans, 8 out of 10 people hated him. And now he's our coach again. What's the more surprising hire? Going from your rival or going and hooking back up with your well, old school? I don't think it was much of a rival because he was long gone from Kentucky. So I don't think Not Kentucky long fans gone. really don't care. Say that. Kentucky fans care. Kentucky fans I still didn't. care. I didn't care. It's you like if you lose care. a girlfriend. Every Kentucky fan hates Rick Bettino so I, I've much. I've seen two championships since then. So Tubby Smith's championship was that yeah. was Rick Pitino's. That was created by. Sorry, no, you can no. say that. Yeah. You don't think so, Carlos? Hey, I love Tubby so, Smith, but I will definitely Rick say Pitino that could that not championship win. was Rick Pitino's. He could not player. win with Sal Smith. Pitino would not been able to win with Sal Smith as his what, uh, point guard. Who put Sal Smith as his point guard? But, his, but Tubby did, and we won. Whatever <laughs> happened to Sal Smith? By the way, he's, he's an coaching. assistant now yeah. for Texas Tech or something. Hmm. I've read he's got a couple like. Uh, I, I won't say a couple. I, I know he got one DUI. He's so since, since, Rick, since Rick's departure, I've seen two championships. You guys seen you guys have only seen one within this recent. Ooh, so, hey. gosh, that's your only. But no, so you think that, fame. now? What as a U of L fan, you have to say he, Saul Smith. He has one DUI. Why can't you say that? <laughs> it's the same reason. The same reason. Same reason. UK fans want to talk about Kevin Ware's driving, his speeding. It I don't talk, I have not mentioned that. Jeez. And, and Kelly didn't mention it. I think Carlo Well, he, well I could go Carlo into it. You know, he you know was... what? I'm going to answer Kelly's question. No, please do. What's I the more surprising the more hire? surprising. I think if you would have asked me, I don't know, let's say, jeez, 10, let's say 15 years ago, what would happen? Rick Pitino coming to Louisville, Bobby Petrino coming and leaving, and then coming back, I would say most surprising story is Bobby Petrino coming back to Louisville. Because I think, like you said, Kelly, everybody was really upset the way he left, when he left, the stuff that he's been through since then. So I think most surprising story is Bobby Petrino coming back, even though at the moment everyone realized Charlie Strong was leaving, that was the first name on everyone's mind. I think well, it's I think, still the most surprising thing. I think Louisville's fans' memories, is, your memory's kind of jaded. Okay. Uh, if Actually, John L. Smith left in a more uh, abrupt fashion than Petrino. But we weren't as good. We weren't Petrino as good. Petrino no. actually, he he actually left in a good way. I thought Petrino left in a good way. Yeah, he told the fans he wasn't going anywhere. Three months ago, before that, he goes to the Orange Bowl, comes back, secret meetings, he leaves. I've told that to a job before. Hey, I ain't going anywhere. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> two I think months later, I'm out of that. Happens. You don't yeah. always tell your boss you're interviewing yeah, you, with someone else. You don't. You, 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 you don't tell him your plan. Yeah, he met yeah, with, with Auburn, Auburn in his first year. Like what that's not it? okay. Flight gate or whatever it is, where he immediately at the airport they yeah. had a secret meeting. Yeah, yeah that's not okay. So, but I, I think you, six months ago you asked. 100 Louisville fans, what's your opinion of Bobby? And, and, and then again, that's Petrino, and, and what are the, what's their answer? Then again, that's what Louisville thank you. Your football program is a national program, and it's not. Really? I don't think it's it has a stepping to do with stone. That. It's, it's about because you the fans be are people. Fans are people. And they don't even go to the day, games. They don't support. Think, really, they don't go to the games, Carlo. You're being, you're exactly. I'm saying, if I go to the football game, I look around. It looks like a UK game when I look at the stands. It does not. It definitely does not because our fans have something to cheer for. Um, secondly, what I was saying is that. 
You made me lose my train of thought, Carlo. You just aggravated me this now. <laughs> You're saying that Bobby Petrino coming yeah, back okay, was, think, was, was more surprising think, yeah. than Rick going to his, his hated rival. Yeah, I think part of the reason so. why Bobby Petrino was so hated was not just the way he left, but he left abruptly against his word and then the immediate fall off of the program. So we go from Orange Bowl to barely even 500 the next season. So I think that added... A little bit of sharpness. To what, the what, did say, what did Jurich say when he hired Crapthor, Crapthor as your coach? He said he's going to have to come in and clean up the crap that Petrino left, his yeah. exact words. Yep. It was tough. So I think that added to. So would they have really been good if Petrino would have stayed? Yeah, Maybe they Petrino knew they was getting into. He no, they would have been good. good. They would have been good because he knows how to make it work. Guys, we're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. Keep in mind, we got about 10 minutes left 384 1450. On the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line now, we have Angelo. How you doing this morning, Angelo? Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Can hear you. Yes, you sound great. What's okay, going okay, on with you? Okay, okay. Okay. Um, I, I think, you know, using um, Bobby Knight as an outlier, I guess he's the extreme of a, you know, a coach, a tough coach or belligerent or whatever. But uh, he's got too many successful, nice coaches, if you think about it. Nick Saban, they say, you know, he'll embarrass you in press power. He's not a nice guy. Who wants a nice coach, man? You want a coach that's going to stuff the ball down from my throat. You know, uh, Charlie Strong dismissed the nice guy stuff. Look where they got us. Well, what is that? What ball did we go to? I can't even I don't remember the name of it. So I don't want a nice coach. I don't want a guy that's going to smack people. But I want a guy that wants to take the ball and ram it down your throat and go 60 on you. I don't want 20 and 14 wins. I don't want that. If Bobby Petrino's a jerk, bring it on, baby. Don't change too much, Bobby. Be who you are, man. Like Russ. When Russ last year was taking aim, kicking butts, we were winning. Now we got the nice, gentle Russ. Look what we got, baby. <laughs> You're right. Rangel, I mean, Steve Crackler was your, a nice coach. Who do you want as your offensive coordinator if that is the case? Well, I think I mean, he, Angelo he, dropped his bit and he I, got I don't out think of who they care, who, whoever they hire as the coordinator is just really like a mouthpiece. Yeah, like mouthpiece. Bobby Petrino's the coordinator. He's going to be calling the shots, calling the plays. I think Angelo makes a great point. Uh, I don't think, you know, Cragthorpe, what was his reputation when he, he was He was a nice guy. He, he, he treated guys like they were professionals. He treated them like, <laughs> no. like they were in the NFL. Didn't, and, he, didn't 30, uh, 22 players leave on his accord when he came in? They did, they but did. supposedly that was part of the Petrino mess or something like that. I mean, he was saying they were breaking rules and all this stuff and that there were no like morals in the program, basically. that You showed me a nice head coach. As Angelo said, I show you a loser. Yeah, Who's I a nice know. guy? Is Rick Pitino known no. as a, a warm and fuzzy nice guy? No. Not at all. Tubby Smith, he won a championship. Tubby he's Smith is no, a nice I don't, guy. I don't know about that. You don't think I he's think, a nice guy? And I think there's a difference between their on-the-court persona or on the field and what who they are. It's almost like they have two personalities. Like, if you, you sit down with me and have a conversation with me, I'm a nice person, I'm laughing and joking, but you put me on a basketball court – in a competitive in a competitive situation, completely different side of my personality is going to come out. So I think that's something that we have to look at too when we talk about coaches is who they are when they're in their element, when they're on the field, when they're playing in 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 the game, and who they are off the court with their family and their friends. Those are two totally different people. We'll see how your character comes out when I give you eleven points and we go to twelve, and I'm going to start from zero. Yeah, you'll catch a nice elbow and, in the throat and win the game. That's not illegal. Handedly and easily. Is it Todd? Elbows uh, to the amateurs, yeah. Once again, 11 points well, will be spotted to I'm Ashley. We're going to 12. Okay, so let's 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 go ahead and schedule this, please, because I'm about tired of 
this talking. Uh, hey, I, hey, give me give me a month and a half to get prepared. A month and a half. Let's yeah, play I, tomorrow. I gotta get my okay. Get uh, your cardio. If you want me, if you want me to go play a one on one game, half court. Carlo. I'll spot you what ten you points there. If you want me to play tomorrow, I have to spot you ten. Life. You do not want that. But I at least need to get my cardio back up. So me, do I. So now what? So give me a month. It's to get my cardio, cardio ready. It's about the skill and yeah, competitive I'm giving you eleven points. You Kelly, no you're idea. gonna be the bookie on this one. Uh, Please, Kelly. What's actually, your odds? I actually play in a church league each year, and our first game was um, was Friday night. We lost. We lost by about I, twenty. Can I come take pictures, man? You yeah, come you should take invite pictures? us to come play or yeah. come watch you because my league starts on the twenty third, I think. Actually, so I'll let you guys know. You can come watch, check me out. But after I play Carlo, because I don't want him trying to. See me play and then chicken out, and he could scout you. Yeah, he could, he could determine what approach. I mean, that wouldn't be fair I pref- at all. I Not prefer to all. play around March or April. Okay, that's what I prefer. <laughs> so you said a month and a half, and now but, you got hey, to April. We, we can play. We can go right now. You know, as a kid, court. You know, across the street. Let's do it. I'm doing. In fact, we can do it next week. I'll bring my knee brace. <laughs> you have me on one leg. I'm still gonna beat you. Eleven points. I, I, when I win, I just want you to say I told you so. That's the only thing I want to hear, really. That they say I told you so. You were right, Carlo. You're good. You're the best. You're Guys, the greatest. This is a very professional show. Let's stay focused on the task at hand. <laughs> Kelly, you- shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's been a great show. We've got a couple minutes left here. Uh, Louisville plays at one o'clock at the Yum Center. Yes, I'm excited. Against old man Larry Brown. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. I don't get to see Larry Brown in action. Yeah, should have put your request yeah. in. I'm excited, um, sideline. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking pictures. to see Mango. Maybe, maybe have a, a, a game. Yeah, where, I think. Where, I think it's time for him to have a good game. We need Mango to have yeah. two or three assists, maybe seven or eight rebounds, ten points. Well, he does yeah. that when you guys play against, you know, D two schools. He, um, he, does he did pretty a pretty good. good job against UK. So, yeah, let's talk about that. So good stuff. We've got a couple NFL games today. I watched the the games last night. San Francisco, and I'm going on the limb. The Chargers are going to beat Denver. Wow. Wow. That's a good one. New England, San Diego next week, and San Francisco and Seattle. Your predictions. That's my predictions. So if, if Phillip Rivers and the Chargers beat Peyton Manning, it will give even more credence to the, the theory or the popular belief that Peyton Manning is just a regular season quarterback and that he, he does not bring it. Evidenced by his nine and eleven record in the postseason, that Peyton Manning is not a playoff quarterback. I think Peyton Manning wins. I think the Broncos win. Honestly, it's a better story to see Peyton and, and uh, Brady go at it again. But I just I don't know. I got a feeling the Chargers. I don't know, man. Philip Rivers has been knocking on the door as one of the best quarterbacks in this league for the last five or six years. Uh, but but this is his opportunity to knock that door down. Before we go, let's thank. Uh, Brandon J. Lawrence. Very true. Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney, where J stands for justice, uh, allows us to be on the air every Saturday from 9 to 11, Sunday from 10 until noon. Give him a call at 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. We will be back next weekend on Saturday from 9 to 11, Sunday 10 till 12 with more weekend sports buzz. I stayed my case of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every byway oh and more much more than this I did it my